0: this is episode 308 of the wildlife photography podcast in this episode planning a photo workshop hey everybody my name is jerry i'm from WildEye, it's thursday and after i've done all my emails i will be getting my head stuck into planning a photo workshop now for those of you that have been following online you would know that during the last couple of months since when was the end of March when the world basically stopped we couldn't travel and do what we do now I say without a doubt that the team of guides I have here at WildEye is the best at what they do in the industry inspire teach create experiences so suddenly that got taken away but we didn't get miserable and just sit down and sit back we pivoted and we took that experience online into the form of webinars and online tuition as such so the idea now is with the world very slowly, very slowly returning to normal, we're still gonna be doing that. And I recently loaded uh, webinars all the way through end of November. The idea is there's some 45-minute ones which are free, and then there's the two-hour premium ones where the guys go a little bit deeper and add value. But I think the one spin off for me, for the guides that um, have been doing this, is they were forced, because we did a shit-ton of webinars during lockdown, is the guides had to dig deeper. They had to go and research more. They had to learn more. They had to go back to destinations where they traveled to and dig deeper. And I think when, when we get back into the field, that's going to add massive value to people who travel with us. And one of the things I was then planning for end of the year, where are we now? October. So I was supposed to at the end of November, run a photo workshop in Amboseli. So for the last two, last three years, I've been hosting a photo workshop at the end of each year in the Masamara at Mara camp, and it was always my kind of way of summing up what I've done and learned and kind of shared and just experienced with people, and I kind of molded that into a photo workshop to try and, for me, in my mind, kind of wrap up my year, but also then to take a year's worth of value and pass that on to the people on the workshop. Now, we also in the past used to run a wildlife photography seminar where all the guides would go to Sabi Sabi and there would be two lectures a day. There would be game drivers and tuition, which was amazing. The, the only reason we're not doing that uh, still is the calendars. Our diaries are just too damn full, but we are bringing those back next year. So I'm also looking at that kind of on the side um, planning ahead, but to come back. So normally for the end of each year, my my focus goes towards a photo workshop, right? And like I said, the last three years was in the Mara. This year would have been in an Amboseli. And the idea is pretty simple: is you get a workbook, and uh, every day we have a lecture, and then we apply those things practically in the field. There's image reviews and such. So this year I kind of went into autopilot because normally by October I start looking at these things, right? Of what are the highlights for me what have i what have i seen from people in the field what are the questions most people on uh, asked this year what are the main things that i think i taught and shared with my clients and it's funny because it's very different each year it is ridiculously different because the way that people go i think there's these ebbs and flows in the creative world where suddenly the the uh, what's it called the wildlife photographer of the year competition the image that wins is like a slow shutter speed and christ alive for the next year that's all everybody focuses on then the next year it's more of a natural portrait and then so, so people tend to kind of go forward and back with the questions they ask and the type of images that they want not everybody but it is a bit of a generalization but still so i would take all of that and then towards the end of the year i would then um, that if you'll into this photo workshop and we go from there so I would also all the other uh, presentations and stuff that I've done throughout the year either in the US or online I would build all of that value. So I would take kind of the highlights of each piece of content that I created and I build this workshop around it so now as I'm sitting here in the recording studio in the wild eye office I am pretty damn sure I'm not getting to ambassade this year so I still kind of went into workshop building mode, you see. And the one thing that I was then looking at, and this is how it came together for me, is I was looking at new webinar topics for myself because all the guys have to give a couple of free ones, a couple of paid ones, uh, premium ones. So I was looking at mine and the idea came up is why don't I take my workshop online this year? So I have like, um, like a, a kind of brainstorming app where I just make notes and I put down the kind of things that I want to touch on, I want to look at and uh, for the workshop and then I thought you know what let me script that out and let me turn that into an online workshop so my idea is and this is I'm I'm getting stuck into this today basically after I finish this particular episode is I'm going to look at four two-hour sessions online and then for everybody who joins one half an hour private with me to answer questions so you're looking at about eight and a half hours. Now, if I look at the contact hours lecture-wise that we would normally do um, in Amboseli or in Mara, it's pretty much that with all the lectures and, and Lightroom stuff and so on. So then I started thinking, like, cool, how are we going to do this? Because obviously you guys don't have elephants running around your garden. And contrary to popular belief, uh, neither do I, even though I live in South Africa, for those of you that wonder. It's one of those questions. Sorry, I'm going to go down a deep rabbit hole quickly for you before I get back to this workshop. So many, many years ago, I um, friends of mine. I worked on cruise liners and on the Queen Mary two. And friends of ours, uh, two from the US, one from two from Australia, and one from New Zealand, came to visit South Africa. Now, for the for the time leading up um, to this particular trip, none of them have been to Africa. I we, we kept on having these jokes, and they would say, "And you must have heard this. Uh, you guys probably like go to school on elephants, and there's lions in the street and stuff like that." And eventually, it just became a joke. It's like, yeah, oh, whatever. Anyway, so they arrive in Africa, and we go for a great dinner. Next morning, we drive up to the Kruger from Johannesburg. And, and literally, as we come close to the, pool, the, the Kruger gate, it's early morning, because we, we slept over at like a little treehouse place, Mark's Treehouse Camp, I think it was called. So we had like a 45-minute drive into the Kruger gate, and literally, the sun's just rising. As we come down the road, I'm driving this minivan, God, there's a lioness in the middle of the tar road. And I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. What the hell? So, so Glenn and Steve and all of them is like, oh, look, come on, we showed you, we showed you. And I turned the car sideways, we open and the guys take like pictures and things. But I'm, I was like flabbergasted because these people believe there's lions in our streets. And here is a lion in the street. Long story short, what happened was there was apparently an elephant busted up a fence. On one one of the, the Kruger's fence lines, and this lioness, luckily, just the one, got out, and she lay down on the tar, and she was quite happy there. So, um, yeah, just uh, people thinking that we have lions in our streets. Apparently, we do. Anyway, let's bring us back. So, I am looking now at putting this workshop together, and then I was thinking to myself, okay, cool. So, because we don't have the type of content that I would have in embassy. So, for example, I would say to you that today we're talking about. I don't know, um, protecting the frame and keeping your corners safe. For those of you who have done um, trips with me or one-on-one, you know what that means. It's part of my composition talk. So then we would go out into the field and do that practically. Right? Then the next day we might talk about um, intent, intention and negative space. And then we would go and shoot for that. And it's a great way to dig in and to actually get some stuff done. So then I thought, you know what? Instead of me just looking at how to photograph wildlife, why don't I take this workshop online and I go through the entire process so I would literally be looking at right tomorrow we leave on safari let's talk about what to pack just very quickly what camera get to take what to consider how to prepare for the destination you are going to right number one number two I'm not going to go too deep into the travel side of it but then it would be arriving at the destination and how do you then, because let's be honest, when you travel with your camera bag, you haven't got it packed like you do on Safari. Things come out, you take your charges out, you put the lens hoods on, whatever. So how then would you prepare your camera bag before you go out on game drive? What settings would you use and why? So that would kind of be the start of it, the discussion of what do I take and why, and how do I prep it and why? Then we're going to look a little bit into... Right, now you're in the field, what can you do? So in the past, you would have heard me speak about things like deconstructing your subject or um, we can do, I don't know, slow shutters and motion blurs and portraits and animals and landscape. So I'm gonna talk you through the process with all of this, obviously, on, on a webinar basis where there's some cool visuals and images and videos and stuff of how you could approach different sightings and what to look for and the overlying... Kind of umbrella over this whole thing will be that you need to focus all of this on getting a portfolio together. So at the end of this, when I, when, when I have a one on one with the people who are going to join this course, then we're going to say, okay, show me your top 12 of whatever it is because you've done through this, and then we're going to crit that. So the value would be that if you go on Safari, you would have this kind of mental voice, right? A mental voice a photographic voice in your head for, for lack of a better term that is talking you through what to think of right so that would kind of be the first session for me is all of that then the next one would be heavy in Lightroom from a cataloging point of view and in that point so that would be very briefly ways to import into Lightroom and then For the next hour and a half of that session, we're gonna look at how to select images. And now I've touched on some of these webinars in the past where I've done things like seeing wildlife images. Like what is it that makes a particular image stand out? How can you easily use the technology of Lightroom and the platform that it offers to get your best images? I am going to link to that, how to set up a SmugMug account right? So, because if you understand how SmugMug works and how Lightroom works, you can literally have a a dynamic live website as you're working through your your images. So, the the second session of this whole workshop would be that, importing, cataloging, collections, and your website, so to speak, how to put it together, right? The next one, number three, is we're going to then take all of that And remember, the whole idea here is to go global. I'm not gonna focus narrow. It's gonna be super advanced, and I'm gonna go deep, 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 but it's still a global picture. The third one is gonna be the processing thereof. So it'll all follow on from the previous one, is how did you select them, why did you select them, how to process them, if they shouldn't be processed, rather, let's take them back out of the collection, and so on and so forth. And also then show you how your your SmugMug website gets updated in real time while you are working your images it really it's magic it's really really cool um, and then the last session we're gonna look deep into okay cool now you've, you've processed all your images now it's time to export them for some reason this could be a print social media a book and what I'm gonna do again is I've done free webinars on a lot of the stuff but I'm gonna go deep on this one um, you're in Lightroom you've processed the stuff now what What can you do? We'll look at the the value of some of these platforms and why I would suggest certain over others, how you would print, where you would print, I'll give you suggestions, all of this obviously webinar basis. And um, that would wrap it up. So you get from the moment before you go on safari until you get home and you do something with your images. I wanna try and pull all the pieces together that I've kind of, I almost wanna say teased you with over the year. I never with the intention of doing this, a workshop, but this is, this is kind of me just pulling all the pieces together and hopefully being able to offer you guys something more than just a quick 40-minute, this is how it happens. Um, I'm looking at keeping this quite small, and yeah, funny enough, when I was driving into the office this morning, thinking of which episode I should record, this came up, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to talk my mind out to you guys, so you can kind of see where I'm coming from, but also more for me to kind of make sense of what it is that I want to do. So, at the end of the last session, everybody's going to get homework that will kind of pull in a lot of the context of what we've covered. And then, once the workshop's finished, every person that was on there will get a half an hour online tuition with me, and we will look at the images, crit them, and I'll answer any questions that they might have. So, I thought because I can't be doing this in Amboseli at the base of Kilimanjaro, I might as well just do it online and hopefully add some value from there. So. I think, I think that's pretty much it from me because I often look at, and this is a big deal for me, because I often look at online and when people do camera reviews and lens reviews and stuff, even sometimes when they do courses and stuff, it's horseshit because they try and compare what a lens will do in a very, or a camera, in a very controlled laboratory setting. On a tripod, the light is perfect, the thing holds still, blah, blah, blah. So I want to take All of the stuff that I mentioned, I want to make it very practical for you. I want to give the value where you can literally walk away. And yes, you will get a manual to to kind of guide you through the whole process. But it has to be practical. It can't just be oh, always focus on the eyes. You need to understand why and how and even when. So I want to go deep practical on this thing. And um, I thank you guys for listening because I've kind of made sense of it for myself as well now. So, yeah, it's going to be a practical thing. Uh, I'm looking at running this throughout November on four consecutive weeks, and then we can do all our private uh, one-on-ones, kind of the last week of November, first week of December, which for any of you that are traveling over December period, over Christmas, might just give you a little bit of kind of, what's it, um, photographic inspiration, some ideas to play with, and so on and so forth. But the idea would be for me that when you go on safari again, whether it's with me or with another company, it doesn't matter. As long as you go on Safari, then you have some kind of ammunition that you can use when you attack your photography. How how aggressive is that? Okay, so yeah, that's just kind of my thought on planning this workshop that I normally do each year, and I've already gra- drafted a lot of it yesterday. But I'm going to get stuck into the details now. I start putting the manual together and such. But um, that's just what I'm thinking and how. I approach it. It has to be practical value. There's there's a lot of the times in workshops like this, people go the the, the person uh, teaching or, or or lecturing it gets so far up their own ass because they want to just make you understand how clever they are. But there's no practical value. Yes, you can talk about the circle of confusion and and and, but when was the last time anybody sat in a wildlife sighting? right, and thought, ooh, no, my infinity point and my circle of confusion, I'm not just right for this. Come on, man. Guys, we've got to keep it real. And that's what I'm trying to do with this thing. So um, make sure to stick, stick close to my Instagram. I'll be sharing all the details there as soon as I've got the details live and the manual sorted and everything. But um, yeah, I'm keen for that. It's, uh, like I said, it's kind of the end of each year for me was always based around a workshop. So I'm going to do the same this year, even though it's from the comfort of the office or my home. There it is. Okay, so question of the day for this episode, for episode 308 is, have you ever done a wildlife photography workshop? If so, why? And if not, why? I would love to hear from you. So hit me up on Instagram, Jerry van or send me an email, jerry at wildeye.co.za. That's jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, at wildeye, two words with a hyphen in between, and tell me the question of the day for 308. Have you ever done a photography, a wildlife photography workshop? If so, why? If not, why? I would love to hear. Guys, as always, thank you so very much for your time. Thank you for listening. I will see you all in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one.